1: Bad, bad girl. They... Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it.
2: Aaron oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief.
1: We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting.
2: Hello everybody. Happy Friday to you. January 6, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here Roll on Radio 96.1 FM, 14:50 a.m. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope everybody's having a great start to their Friday. We made it the end of the week and a lot to get to. A lot to get to on today's show. So we appreciate you tuned in. It's going to be a fun two hours for you today. Uh, I am like having one of those mornings where things really aren't that bad, but I'm seemingly on edge for some reason, and I feel like I'm about ready to just frickin' lose it. Uh, It's like the smallest little inconvenience can just send you over the top for some, for whatever reason. And this morning, I, I cannot find my remote control, and I'm about ready to just flip over everything in my freaking basement Ooh. and go bananas because I cannot find the stupid, stupid remote. But uh, besides that, everything's going well. Roush, how are you?
1: Uh, I actually threw a remote away because I, it was finally time to call it, it. The stupid Vizio remotes just suck. They they fall. I, I think this is the third one we've had on the same TV. So this morning we, we had a backup ready to roll, but it just. I mean, the stupid power button wouldn't work. Changes their batteries and everything, and it's just not working, so time to throw in the dust, the dumps. And make it, turn it to dust while you're at it. Uh, I, normally, it's the Roku
2: remotes for me that are the size <laughs> yeah. of a toddler's pinky, and you can, like, lose them under anything. through. I mean, they just, they're the most impossible. But in this instance, it's actually all reliable. It's, like, kind of a, a standard... You know, 2004 remote. It's like a bigger remote, and I can't find this one. I don't know where it is. I've I've got a feeling. I know who is responsible for it being missing.
1: Mm. Uh, but I'll I'll settle. They'll be ahead. hell to pay, weren't they?
2: I'll settle that in house. Justin Kalen, how are you remembering January 6 this morning?
0: Um, by being extremely tired. That's that's the story of my day. It's it's we made it through the first week of 2023, and man, it has been a long one. I'm just exhausted.
2: Sheesh. Are you going to go storm Thornton's, go get some coffee? Uh,
0: not a big coffee guy here, um, but it may be one of those days that I need to get some coffee. I drink about five cups a year, so it's one of those things when I do drink coffee, I'm bouncing off the walls. Not the worst idea you've ever had, TJ. TJ.
2: Are you going to protest and riot and try to overturn Thornton's special deal where if you sign up and become a Refresher Rewards member today, you will get free coffee and you will get a free breakfast sandwich from Thornton's. And you're going to try to overturn that deal and instead say, give me a Red Bull instead of the coffee.
0: Hey, now we're talking.
2: Okay, well, don't go getting arrested. Uh, it's uh, it, Just be careful out there. I'm not going to Get your riot. text into the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450 we'd love to hear from you today i think it's going to be a thornton's text line heavy show because we really want to try to clear this bad boy out for the weekend because i can only imagine we will get a ton as the cats take on alabama in a big time matchup tomorrow down in tuscaloosa alabama will almost certainly be favorites i don't think a line's come out yet but if it has yeah. we'll, we'll be let we'll be sure to let you know It'll it's be good tonight yeah, Scoots, I know you're extremely tired, but you got to stay up and watch the Hoosiers get a big win. So that had to be fun for you.
0: Yeah, no, they didn't win. What? Nope. They lost. Despite having a three-touchdown lead, 28-7, to felt like I was watching a football game at one point. Yeah, they lost.
1: Wait, what?
2: But you, you were tweeting how great everything was.
0: Yeah, and then we lost uh, arguably our heart and soul in Race Thompson. And I knew at that moment... I looked at my roommate and I said, Indiana loses this game. We, we, race Thompson is a guy we have to have. And when he went down, hmm, nah, I just knew. Just
2: well, knew. you did, you did say on Matt Dennison's Hoosier report that you're not afraid of Chris Murray. He doesn't scare you if we were being honest. I'm sure you all probably shut him down.
0: Uh, we did not, but we shut everybody else down for the most part. Well, kind of.
2: I'm just being a jerk. I are. did I did go to bed thinking like, okay, I use going to cruise. Same. And I did like one last update looking at my phone. I was like, oh, they're only up 10. But I mean, what was it, 50 to 40 at halftime?
0: Correct, yeah.
2: Yeah, I was like, okay, they're only up 10. But if you're dropping 50 points in the first half, I think you'll find enough offense in the second half to to find a way to win. And then I woke up this morning pretty disappointed because my two bets last night, here I go. I, I I speak it into existence, and then it just comes and bites me in the butt. Uh, I bet Ohio State last night. That was a heartbreaking mm-hmm. defeat. And I bet Indiana last night, which was uh, waking up even more heartbreaking.
1: See, and and to your point, TJ, as soon as you start talking about winning bets on this show, and then mm-hmm. you share them before you make them, there's no way they're gonna win. So yep. like, it really is. I, like I will never blame either of you for. Having some winning bets and not sharing them, I can't do that anymore. I think we used to, to bust each other's chops that way, but it's just the ultimate jinx cat, major jinx cat.
2: And I even threw like twenty bucks, just a little fun money, on Bellerman, who they had that game one too against Queens, and all of those games, one possession losses, no more than two point losses in all those games, and I just needed wins basically in any and all of them, uh, but. Neither here nor there. That's how gambling goes. Scooch. Sorry to hear that. So is race. Was it? I, I didn't get to see the game or the injury. Is he? Is it serious? Oh yeah, he's he's
0: done for the year. Indiana has got so many losses coming their way. It's it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, he was he was uh, standing in position for a rebound. He got the rebound and then one of the Iowa players was diving towards the ball and just ran right into his knee. You 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 knew it, it was one of those injuries you knew right away. Reese just kind of sat down. He didn't he wasn't like screaming in pain, but you could tell he went he grabbed that knee immediately and he just did not let go of it as the trainers were coming out and he was kind of doing the rocking back and forth and then eventually he put his head down and you're just like, Yeah, okay. This is this is gonna be really bad
2: man that's horrible i'm i'm sorry to to hear that i hope maybe they get better news from from x-rays and doctors and waking up but i'll i'll take your word for it that it's serious and I'm, that's 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 a bummer
0: i'm just so tired of indiana having the worst luck possible when it comes to injuries like if it if it can go wrong it truly is murphy's law when it comes to indiana whether it's football whether it's basketball it doesn't matter murphy's law is in effect what can go wrong will and it's it sucks i'm so tired of it
2: well, it is Friday though. Woohoo! Nap day. Roush, you were up early this morning.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, as of course is tradition, uh, but I did at least go to bed early. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, it was a five a.m. Let me get up and go to the bathroom and try to quietly uh, clear my throat and hack all the junk away in there for a second. And no, it woke up uh, Duke, who is not ready to go back to sleep. So yeah. And then here's so part of uh, of gift giving at the Roush house is uh, my mother has she's kept a lot of toys from over the years. Like a a lot of the stuff we had as kids, like the good ones she's kept around. And also even some of the kind of seemingly junky ones and some of the 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 duttier ones that she gave to Duke to open for Christmas, there were some cool Space Jam toys, right? Like uh, some of the OGs, you had Tasmanian Devil dunking a basketball, Bugs Bunny, like, you know, and then there was even a monster. So Duke was one to play them this morning. It's like, okay, let's watch Space Jam. And that was my cue to like, here's how I can get a, fall back asleep for another hour. Well, turns out HBO took the OG Space Jam off. And now they only have the new Space Jam. And oh, folks, no. It's... Whatever, however bad you think it is, it's worse. It really is just, a, like, I, of all, people are overly critical of LeBron James TJ for a lot of the things he does, and I think it's unfair, but whatever you say about the news of LeBron Space Jam, you can't say enough bad things about it. It really is the worst thing ever created. It's so bad. So bad. I heard it was horrible. Haven't had the chance to watch it. Hope that
2: maybe I don't ever have to watch it. Uh, but yeah, sorry, man. That's rough. That's rough. Know. At least it's Friday. Do you have a fun weekend planned or do you get to relax a little bit this weekend?
1: I guess, but I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really doing it. It's more of just a, like, okay, let's just catch up on sleep. Might watch a movie or something, but, uh, no, no plans. No, no plans for the weekend. That's good.
2: It sounds like you need a, a, a catch up weekend. Which yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I get, get, love. get the life
1: together sort of deal. But I like, I even fast forwarded to the the basketball scene, and since they use all this bullcrap CGI, it's not even fun, you know. Just suck it, spit new Space Jam. Suck it, LeBron.
2: The OG Space Jam though still holds up. Good oh, movie. It is. It's got to be somewhere, right? It's got to be streaming somewhere.
1: You got to pay for it. You got to pay like four bucks to oh, okay. stream it on YouTube. And uh, wow, maybe some point this weekend that might happen. Who knows?
2: Well, it was a weirdly newsworthy Thursday evening, uh, part of which I am in the know on, and then there may be a few other things where uh, maybe you two can kind of help carry some of the news from yesterday. Uh, I got into it with Damon Thayer on Twitter and woke up to him calling me a jackass, which was funny. Uh, Oh,
1: that's great. Oh, good job. Damon,
2: Damon Thayer calling anybody a jackass. Uh, is is a good time. Also, that, shout out
1: to politicians. Like, re, I know that's like the in vogue thing to do, but really, we got politicians fighting radio people online.
2: Yeah, the funny thing about Damon Thayer, though, is that like he he is very much a politician. So he is now supposedly very gung ho for sports betting. He used to not be that way, and I can't say that he has always been anti sports betting but he definitely hasn't been always pro sports betting. And he definitely always hasn't been fighting for sports betting. And that is just factual. And if he says anything, otherwise he is lying. Uh, I specifically remember an interview that he did with Larry Glover many years ago, where he said just those same, th- same things where he was like, Oh, I, you know, I'm not so sure if I'm for it. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't, I'm not against it. I can tell you that much, but I don't know if we've got the votes for it. And, uh, it, Like Basically, he just hemmed and hauled and didn't really make a stand one way or another. But at least now, to his credit, he is actively going out there, speaking it publicly that he is for it. And to his credit, he has done that now for a couple years. I don't think I'd go more than a couple because you can't really find evidence of him saying it more than a couple. But this Larry Glover interview, this was several years back. Point is, he hasn't always been fighting for it. The good news is he supposedly is doing it now, but in in typical politician, I guess to their core, to their to their makeup, he says that he's for it. I say, all right, that's good. I'm glad you're for it now. You're you weren't always for it. Get it done because we need it done. I think Missouri is the only other state that we touch that doesn't have sports gambling. And as I the show is as informative as it is hilarious and great. Uh, We've informed you that Kentucky, as a state, touches most states besides just one, and that's our buddies down to Tennessee. So the fact that Kentucky touches as many states almost as any other state besides Tennessee, it's embarrassing when every other state Kentucky touches besides one has sports gambling, and we do not. Uh, That's got to change. And Damon Thayer, if you are uh, as pro sports gambling as you say you are, and you're the majority leader here in Kentucky, go ahead and make it happen. Find a way to get it done. But I was quick to bring up as well, I am curious how you're so all of a sudden, now pro sports gambling, or as he would say, he's always been for it, which is a lie, but neither here nor there. What about casino gambling? We have slot machines. Why are you not for casino gambling? He weirdly never brought up that topic again. Uh, Did call me a jackass, but never brought up his stance on casino gambling so i hit him back this morning just to see where he stands uh on that he he does have a quote from a year ago where he says you should be able to go into red mile and place a sports bet he wants everything to be structured by the horse industry i yeah. wonder why that is i wonder yeah. why huh. somebody is is wants everything under the horse racing umbrella Hmm. i wonder if there's a money trail leading back to that However, he says that he doesn't think sports gambling, this is a quote from the Herald Leader, I don't think that's going to ruin society if you can go into Red Mile and bet on the Masters or bet on the Final Four. So I would ask him, how does betting on blackjack hurt society? And I I, I look forward to his answer on that. Uh, I tweeted him this morning, so we'll give him some time to wake up and get going. But I look forward to his answer on the difference between sports gambling, in his mind, and casino gambling, especially with the caveat that he already has approved slot machines. And boy, did he work fast to get those slot machines approved, really fast. Because the Family Foundation was like, pump the brakes, we're not so sure this is allowed. And I don't think I've ever seen Damon Thayer run quicker. He was Usain Bolt to try to get those casino slot machines passed through. So we do have casino gambling, just the ones that he approves that fall under, you guessed it, folks, the horse racing umbrella.
1: Yes, uh, it's got to be under the horse racing umbrella.
2: mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, it does. So that was a fun uh, twist to my Thursday evening and waking up Friday, hoping to continue that conversation with the Senate Majority Leader. Uh, But Roush, did you see the NFL? They've made some big news last night.
1: I just r- caught up with it this morning, but I, I did see the uh, the initial uh, press conference the UC doctors held that shared updates about DeMar Hamlin's status, and man, the fact that the first thing he did is he woke up and asked who won the game. Like, just... Yeah, the Bills are winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean
2: hope everybody's cool with that. That is like a remember the Titans real time, lifetime moment. And it is so great that he is making progress, that he's able to communicate. I don't think it's verbally. I think he's just writing stuff down. Yes. yes. Which that's great, though. You know, it shows great brain activity to be able to do all that. And uh, just another shout out to all the medical care that he has received from the moment the incident happened to present moment, uh, he seems like he's got some of the best care in the world that truly did save his life. Uh, so all great news in that front, which is really encouraging and really cool to hear.
1: Yeah, that that was like, uh, man, it whew, it's one of those things too, TJ, where personally, like I've been kind of, I don't know if shock's the right word, but I've just had a lot of um, hold your breath moments throughout this whole thing. And it felt good to finally exhale when you heard that. Like obviously he's not completely out of the clear just yet, but we've been waiting a while to to hear anything, and to hear that good news, I and for him to immediately think about the football game too, like that's just oh man that that, that hit me right in the feels. That hit me right in the feels, and so I I'm just so happy, overjoyed that this is moving in the right direction. Hamlin is. Uh, you know n- n- who knows the long term prognosis but uh, we've just continued to get good news on his front and now it feels like uh we've we've wondered what would be next from a football standpoint and now you you don't feel like a a, a jerk for for jumping to that and the NFL has said all right we've got some we we've got it figured out what we're going to do moving forward and i kn- this is the part where i i, I I think I'm with you, TJ, where I might need some blanks filled in because I even pulled up the ESPN story. So they're not going to play the Bills-Bengals game, and they're going to vote on potential tiebreaker scenarios um, that would, for the most part, if it's, uh, it, it would be neutral site championship games if X, Y, and Z, if certain teams win this weekend. So it would be neutral site AFC championship games.
2: Uh Yeah, basically, if an AFC championship game involves the Chiefs, the Bills, or the Bengals, they will put it at a neutral site game. So if it's the Chiefs, Bengals, neutral site game. Bills, Bengals, neutral site game. Bills, Chiefs, neutral site game. Basically, what they're trying to do is the three teams most impacted by the cancellation on Monday night, they're going to try to make it fair if these teams meet for the penultimate game of the season. And and I understand that. And I actually like it. I think it's a, a really fun idea. And I I do think that given the circumstances, that's not that's not a bad idea to to do that. All of it being said, though, in their scenarios, the Bengals are kind of getting hosed with all this stuff.
1: And yeah, yeah, they're getting the the, wor- the short end of the stick because now granted, they did have the longest. They had to win out and so, like. The, they had some needed some things to happen. Like I think that they needed a chief's loss as well to be able to get the one seat in the bye. Um, But you, you are correct. And that's why I found it interesting that in the ESPN article, there's a woman who works for the Bengals. Yeah. Bengals executive vice president, Katie Blackburn is on the NFL's competition committee. And she is saying that we should not be voting on these rules. midseason. This should be an off season thing. We should just go by a winning percentage. Yeah, and I, I, you
2: know, I get that as well. Um, it's tough. It's tough because that's for the AFC Championship specifically. But if the the Bengals could end up having to go to Buffalo for the divisional round, and more importantly, in the off chance that Baltimore beats the Bengals this yeah. weekend, they're going to just do a coin flip for who, or if if they beat the Bengals this weekend. And they are the wild card matchup against one another. So the way the standings would work out, Baltimore beat Cincinnati. The Chargers would need to lose, and I think they play Denver, so probably unlikely. A lot of this stuff, a lot of these scenarios – they most likely are not going to happen with the way that with the way the teams are playing, who the matchups are. Like, who Lamar they...
1: Jackson's probably not playing Sunday, so like, he's not. Y- you yeah. probably don't have to worry about this, but they could have a coin flip on who gets to host the wildcard game.
2: Yeah, and if the Bengals. The part that... If the Bengals had even beaten the Bills this weekend, they still would have needed the Chiefs to lose to the Raiders this weekend. Again, are the Chiefs going to lose Unlikely. to the crappy yeah. Las Vegas Raiders? Most likely that's not going to happen. And, and odds are that you know Buffalo probably doesn't lose at home to the Patriots this weekend. So most likely those three teams are going to win and this scenario is not going to happen. But in the case that Baltimore were to beat Cincinnati and the Chargers were to lose, which again, I don't think these things are going to happen – and the Bengals and the and the Ravens had a first round playoff matchup in the wild card round. They would do a coin flip for that game despite Cincinnati being the higher seeded team and despite Cincinnati being your AFC North champs, which by the way DraftKings has cashed that bet for folks that made that bet. You could have gotten it, at like I think, plus 400 back in late November. I did it the preseason and got it like plus like 170 or whatever it was, which I felt like was pretty good. Even then, you're telling me the Super Bowl runner's up. I'm getting plus 170 to win their division against the Browns and the Steelers. Oh, an well, all-time great division, right? Yeah, you know, well, whatever. In AFC
1: North football, no one lost.
2: So That's right. I do feel like the Bengals have kind of gotten the, the short end of the stick, Scoots.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've, that's been my mindset from the beginning. They were leading the game on Monday, 7-3. to So if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm pretty ticked off about this whole thing.
2: Well, you're not allowed to be ticked off about it, buddy, unless you want to get canceled to Bolivia. That's Would true. you like to be canceled to Bolivia?
0: Uh, it wouldn't be the worst thing.
2: Yeah, I, actually. Bolivia sounds it, beautiful. It wouldn't be the worst thing. <laughs> Roush, at the, at the chance of potentially joining scoots in Bolivia, now that we know that he's at least at the moment okay it doesn't seem like maybe his life is on the line I really don't know how the NFL couldn't just come out and say listen this is unfortunate for everybody but Buffalo this was an emergency on your sideline it was your team the Bengals were winning we're going to give Cincy the win here and you all are going to unfortunately it's not fair you know it's not fair but if i, I just don't understand how the nfl is going to fall back and say like you know what since he's going to be the team that draws the short end here
1: i don't because, i don't think that's i don't think that's right yeah but it, like the so the there are no easy answers but sure. agreed everybody's standings at the time like the Bengals had the most to overcome now granted they were still playing at home and they were hosting the game. I couldn't see them doing this if this was like the second half when this happened or the fourth quarter. Sure. It, it, but it's so early in the game. I, I really think that this is a, about as decent a compromise as you could uh, get. And another thing too, with the Bengals, like I don't think that they will like, even though it's not fair, getting the short end of the stick is probably better for like a playoff run rallying cry than getting ha- Like if the Bengals just got kind of got handed the one seed out of all of this, they would probably do worse with it. I know that hosting a home playoff game means a, a lot and it's a ton of money uh, that I'm sure the owners would love to, to re- rake in, but like that chip on the shoulder, TJ, I think that either team would benefit greatly from it. And, you're, so the Bills will get the the rally for Hamlin kind of playoff cry, and the Bengals can play the whole like oh, we got kind of hosed. Like I, I think they can both actually turn this into a, um, a a way to to a motivational tool, if you will.
2: Well, oh, my my good friend who's a Bengals fan he he was like well at least we we'll now we'll have a chip on our shoulder which is which is true and basically just summarizing what you said and yeah. i totally agree with you that there's like no easy way to go about any of this stuff i just kind of default to how are the Bengals the one that are going to probably get most punished throughout all this Um, which, again, it's not fair to anybody. It's not fair. The Bills didn't ask for what happened to happen. Totally understand. Certainly the Bengals didn't ask for what happened to happen. But if the Bengals would have beaten the – so here's what's most likely going to happen, though, is there's going to be a divisional round matchup so it goes wild card, divisional round, AFC, NFC championship, then Super Bowl. So four rounds to this whole thing wild card, divisional, conference championship, Super Bowl. What's most likely to happen, though, is the Bengals are now going to have to travel to Buffalo for that divisional round which they are not going to do a neutral site for. They're only going to yeah. do a neutral site for the AFC Championship game where if the Bengals had beaten the Bills on Monday Night Football, the they still would have been to seed that thing cuz I don't think the Chiefs are going to lose this weekend as I've yeah. made it abundantly clear. That game would have been in Cincinnati. So instead of it being in Cincinnati, it's probably going to have to be in Buffalo. I don't think that's fair to the Bengals, See, but it's, and, and, there's and, and, no, you know, there's no easy way to go about that. The, this. the I, fair I thing
1: it. would be like I know the playoffs are different and it's a whole regular season TJ, but the fair thing Would be just to go back to Cincy, you know? Like, let's let's do this. I I, I
2: agree. I agree with that. And you almost would like wonder if the Bills would just be like, fair is fair. We should come back to Cincy for this game. And it could almost be like a kumbaya playoff moment where it's, you know, you you could get like some of the meanest, nastiest fans in the NFL kind of coming together and being like, yeah, we want to win this game, but this is kind of cool. We get to do this again. You know, they could get a video message from Hamlin, which would be sweet. And, uh, but there, this is this is something nobody really could prepare for. This is something right, nobody right. asked for. At the end of the day, I think everybody just kind of defaults to that they're glad that Hamlin's doing well, and at least we're able to figure this stuff out in better spirits than the alternative, which a lot of people thought may happen on Monday evening. Uh, but there's your there's your playoff scenarios. I'm I'm no, I'm no Cincinnati Bengals fan, but I can I can feel for Bengals fans throughout this whole situation.
1: Yeah, and and we wouldn't be here if this. Because if if all of the stakes of that Monday Night Football game, if they would have happened six weeks ago, they would have found a way to make this up. It was just too late in the year to, mm-hmm. to try to squeeze it into what it be decided on the field. So I'm curious though, if we get neutral sites, Scoots, where would where are your guesses for a? We'll do a Chiefs Bills neutral site and Bengals Bills. Where would be the best neutral site game for those two teams to play? Chiefs
0: and Bills would probably be Pittsburgh, maybe.
1: I That's was thinking Pittsburgh for Bengals Bills. I would be shocked.
0: Same. I'd say Pittsburgh for both. They the
1: game outside. They're not going to play the game outside. It's going to be in the, dark. the. The the Colts one. I saw somebody did the mileage, and it Indianapolis is almost directly in between Kansas City. It's like four hundred ninety miles from Kansas City and 485 from Buffalo. So that would seemingly sync up perfectly, but you do make a good point, TJ. Like, factoring in distance is one thing, but indoors versus outdoors. Um, it'll, it'll
2: be indoors. Supposedly Detroit's unavailable. It'll be Indy. I'd be surprised if it's not Indy. Could be NFL Atlanta loves potentially. Going to
0: Indy. Well, and, and Indy's not in the playoffs, so keep and, that And mind. let's
2: also remember that, like, Cincinnati could be a part of this neutral site game as well, uh, but my Cincy fan, friend, fan, friend, fan, friend, fan, Pointed out that, like, even if it's a neutral site game, if the Bills are involved, it will not be a neutral site game, which true, is probably true. true. Yeah. You yeah. know, regardless yeah. of where that how, game is.
1: How was that? I, I don't, I just think I had a red zone on that day or I wasn't paying closely attention. When the Bills played at Detroit in that neutral site game because of the snowstorm, did they, what was the crowd like there? Does anybody remember? I think it was like a Buffalo home game. Uh, I
2: remember just seeing a video. I think Diggs brought, like, this fan out on the field and let him play catch with them for a little bit, which was really cool. But, like, you looked up in the crowd, and it was just nothing but blue and red. It was just, like, all Bills fans everywhere in Detroit. Uh, weird. Weird, like, Bills have such a huge national following for Buffalo being Buffalo. No offense to Buffalo. But, like, right, right. It, yeah. But I guess you could say the same about Green Bay. Green Bay's... Not you know they've got as big as a national most no, sprawling metropolis has. exactly so anyways we need to go to a break we'll switch the gears and get back to some college sports we've got UK news basketball football the whole the whole stuff so do not go anywhere
1: well, and we have Saturday NFL oh that's going to be great that's oh.
2: another thing about the Bengals Bills situation if that game would have just been like they had games on Saturday this past you know if it just wasn't Monday night they probably have a way to figure out how to maybe get it played or uh make it happen but but they're not going to be able to so they're figuring out what to do make the best out of what has been a pretty nightmarish situation but could be worse and the most important thing Hamlin seems to be getting better and progressing so that's awesome and that, I think everybody defaults to that's what's most important here we'll be right back this is KRC on Big X TJ Walker Nick Roush
1: Justin you okay. make me lose my mind. up in here up in here you make me- Go all out. Up in here. Up in here. Y'all gonna make me act a fool. Up in here, Up in here. Uh. Y'all gonna make me lose my cool.
0: uh. Up in here, Up in here. I woke up and I, I feel confident to say to you that if you don't take this Michael McDonald DVD that you've been playing for two years straight off, I'm going to kill everyone in the store and put a bullet in my brain.
1: David, what do you suggest we play? Kentucky roll call. I would rather listen to Walker and Roush
0: than have to listen to Michael McDonald. Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground.
2: Welcome back, Kentucky roll call. Here on your Friday, TV. Roll Walker, Roush, Justin Kalen. It's the weekend time, and we've got more football. We've got exciting basketball, and, and we're, we're pumped about it. We want to hear what you're looking forward to this weekend on the Thornton's text line 502 414 1450. There was some unfortunate football news yesterday, Roush. U of L got a really nice player. Really I nice. I thought player. you were
1: going to say that they're not allowing tailgating at Sofa Stadium, which, <laughs> what the hell is that? Like that. See, that's what I when I mentioned not too long ago, like it just feels weird playing a college football game there. That, that yes, the reinforcing stereotypes suck at LA and everything you stand for. No wonder Liam Cohen's getting the hell out of there, which we'll for get na- to that in a moment.
2: National championship game. yeah, uh, on Monday that, that is that's it's, it's, stupid. I, I,
1: what what are you doing?
2: That's got to be advantage TCU because I can't imagine they have a, a a great tailgating scene at least comparatively to to Georgia for their game. So they may feel a little bit more home with that uh, scenario. Yeah, U of L got a really nice player route. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not crazy with what they've got going well, on,
1: especially because they the receivers they had brought into this point were just like, eh. Like, is any of them really good? And it's like, oh, okay, well, they got one that's really good. I haven't seen this guy's uh, Kevin Coleman. He was a top 100 recruit. He was the creme de la creme of Coach Prime's Jackson State signing class before they got uh, Travis Henry, um, the number one player overall, to commit to them. I, I, I don't know how he finished this season, Um his one season at Jackson State but I mean he was a former top 100 recruit which so was Barry on Brown. So like the dude is a bona fide talent. That was that was a, that, that's a huge get for them. Especially cuz uh did DeAndre Moore did he ever end up committing to Texas? <laughs> it's a good it's a good question.
2: What uh, I I with that? think he's going to but I don't think it's been official yet. I could be wrong about that.
1: He on signing day the school Oh had, he did like, he did end up signing. He signed the day after
2: with Texas. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. so they they lost their best receiver commitment, but they picked up a comparable one in the transfer portal because Moore's rankings were kind of right around where Coleman was.
2: And maybe was. somebody who's a little bit more college-ready from day one than Moore would have been. Moore is really, really good. I'm glad mm-hmm. that he's not going to go to UofL. Yes, But you probably would have expected like a really big sophomore season from him with nice freshman moments where this player they got from uh, Jackson State, he was like a top 100 recruit too, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, Coleman. Kevin was. Coleman. Yeah. Yes.
2: Um, he'll probably be ready from day one. So yeah, there's know, no get, doubt about it.
1: Now, he, Here's the thing, though, eat. guys. He still has to catch passes from Jack Palmer. So like, how much how much can you do catching uh, passes from that guy?
2: Yeah, but it's your
1: uncle's system. Like he he is. That's true. He made Charlie Jones like the leading receiver I, in college football this year. <laughs> I know. Like, listen, that Governor's Cup
2: game next year, it's that was a big time hire by U I mean, Satterfield going to Cincinnati and the dominoes that fall from that—that that is changing the landscape of the Governor's Cup. I still think UK should win, but it's gonna like the the days of winning by forty points, sadly, are over in yeah. this rivalry. We don't have a Satterfield mm-hmm. to beat up on anymore, and uh, it's gonna be more competitive. And Louisville's probably, unfortunately, going to get us every so often. But it will be on UK to make sure that they continue to have better talent. And more times than not, hopefully the more talent the team will win. But Brahms building something at UofL, as much as we all may hate to say that.
1: It is crazy, though. If you look at the uh, recruiting rankings from last year, Coleman was 71, the number 10 receiver in the class. And Barry on Brown was 88, uh, the number Ayo. 13 receiver in the class so like, I,
2: high tide raises all boats so if i'm fine with that if if L and uk can keep recruiting at a high level as long as uk is that's that's all that really matters to me uh there was a weird jj weaver tweet yesterday roush what do we make of that
1: i'm just too old for this bleep uh when i saw that i was like dude screw all of you i'm I, I, it was very old manish of me tj because like here's the thing we shouldn't read into all this stuff, but I feel like it's kind of my job to just be like, Oh, Oh, but I, I can't, I can't get all hot and bothered and and all freaked out about it. Everything I've heard since he said that he was going through senior day ceremonies. When, when that happened, I was initially like, well, he's probably not coming back, but everything I've heard since is that indicated that he was coming back to Kentucky. Uh, this tweet is not going to alter my thoughts kids tweet stuff all the time he might be directing that to somebody in his family that wants him to go pro and he's saying no i can't that's not what's best for me like we don't know so i can't i'm not breaking out the bone saw for a twitter autopsy tj yeah
2: and we've done this this isn't the first time we've done this with jj weaver there's been rumors about him going elsewhere and uh it I don't think JJ really had the, the year that we all were anticipating, but I also don't think he had a bad season. Uh, you're more of the football guy, so you can correct me if I said anything egregious there. But no, I, that's, no, that, that's to say I still want him for another year. Yeah. I still you, would rather have see him. Than JJ have
1: Weaver him. can do with a full healthy season, which he's never had. Yeah. A lot yeah. of potential there. Um, but just with the Justin
2: it, Rogers news, if you add this to it as well, people are going to freak out, whether rational or irrational, it'll happen.
1: Yeah, and, and the thing with JJ, too, is like he he, he actually probably would get drafted um, if he wanted to go. Now, it would be really late, and a lot of it would be potential-based. Um, but he would test well and all that sort of stuff. So, like, I, I do think it would come down to NFL draft. I, I, people are thinking he would transfer to Louisville. What, what would make you want to do that? With the, I mean, I, I could understand if you're some sort of receiver or something you want to play for Jeff Brown, but those it, it defense, that don't make any sense.
2: Now, well, between uh, Carrington Valentine and the Big Dog, and now JJ U of is just cleaning up on UK
1: guys. Big Dog didn't 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 go to U Oh, he didn't. He didn't. No, neither did Carrington Valentine.
2: Oh, oh, okay, I my bad. I'm sorry. I thought that that those you thought things, they all went
1: there just because a yeah. few people said it. Yeah, yeah it, yeah, it not- is funny. Like I will say, I do enjoy that there is a little bit of like, like they got a little. There's a little something to the rivalry now, and like, like it's it's getting to UK fans, and that's when you know that they're they're doing something right at Louisville. It's so like we have people freaking out that he's going to Louisville just by sending one one 21 year olds like. um ambiguous tweet his cryptic tweet has got people freaking out so it's it's doing something right and we got a little bit more rivalry back in the rivalry that's and that makes it a little bit more fun around these parts i always just want to beat u of l as badly
2: as possible so them getting better i don't love but it will make things a little bit more heated uh, and, and that makes radio shows a little bit more fun, a lot of bit more fun, as a matter of fact. Rash, people were losing their minds because Liam Cohen didn't want to tell everybody right then and there that he was I leaving mean, for the U.K. job. I mean, come I, on, I just folks. We're too smart for this
1: stuff. Come on. Well, come so on. here's the thing. Nobody, when they saw that Jordan Roderick, who we have, we kind of have a rivalry here because she does the other 11 personnel podcast. Um, she covers the Rams for The Athletic. Nobody was freaking out over her tweet. But when Zach Barnett of Football Scoop says, William Cohen says he hasn't made a decision yet on the Rams job, everybody lost their damn minds because of who it was coming from, where it was coming from. And you thought that that was some sort of Football Scoop report when really it was just, here's a tweet and a bunch of gobbledygook. he, He got a lot of people around the Big Blue Nation with some clickbait. And Big Click Nick knows clickbait when he sees it. And just, I, I hope nobody fell for that.
2: A lot of people did. I know. I haven't a- had L fan friends like, oh, things are falling apart in Lexington. I don't think Liam Cohen probably thought that that exact moment was the appropriate time while previewing their game against, who are they playing at Seahawks, uh, against a, a, a division rival to say, hey, you know what? I am leaving. This is a good time for me to, uh, I'm worried about Seattle's defense, but allow me to stop talking about that and let you all know that this is, I am, this will be my last game. Uh, I wouldn't have faulted him if he had done that, but that wouldn't probably have been the most appropriate time to share that news. He is still going to be the OC at UK. The,
1: the, the part of the, uh for me, cause you're all right. There was a lot of people that jumped on it. I saw, South Carolina tweeters. I saw um, I saw all sorts of people, and even UK folks. I was I was also disappointed in uh, our, like our on three account ran like something too. It's like, hey, come on,
2: on three is all about just like the 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 tweets with the big letters, big pictures, yes. and they've always got that link there. But you know what? Like when I see a name in the transfer portal, I, I think that's smart of on three. It, I mean, it, it works.
1: It, it is a good strategy. But like some like times like this, it's like. I mean, we didn't need that because it's uh, just, uh, the the person who wrote it to was also a former KSR, and I wanted to just be like, Alex, dude, come on, man, read between the lines here because he's we've done this already, we've done this. He's had to do his coach speak finesse before, and what's he going to say? Yeah, I'm I can't wait to get the hell out of here. I got I'm, I'm, I'm hopping on the first flight out of LAX out of town as soon as this game's over with. Good riddance. No, at the same time, they reports coming out yesterday about Sean McVay being up for TV again this offseason. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, yeah it's just – I, I, I hope you all didn't fall for that because – Well, it'll be – it, He'll be announced at UK, what, next Monday, you think? Tuesday, potentially? I, I would think – it would probably be Tuesday or Wednesday. They probably won't do Monday. They'd probably like give it a little bit of time. But I would also think they would just – I mean, you might as well just wait until he's actually in Lexington and then announce it and then say we're having a press conference in three hours or something.
2: Yeah, I don't think they're going to wait long. I mean, they've already had to wait for the Rams season to conclude. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to they're, they're gonna have to go too much longer just to make it official because recruiting matters and they're going to want him in Lexington as soon as possible to start working with the – with the new crop, with the new folks. So don't worry about that one, y'all.
1: Yeah, seriously. Chill the hell.
2: You know, an easy way to chill out is with some salseritas.
1: Oh, man. And this weekend really is. Uh, so we got 1 p.m. Kentucky versus Alabama. Just get yourself a big old platter of salseritas. You can let that thing just feed you all weekend long with uh, excellent. And, uh, we got two NFL games and winning your end game for the Jags Saturday night. Our last Sunday red zone, and then we have a national championship on Monday night. I don't know if folks do national championship game watch parties, but might as well and get the Salsaritas catering. They've got two convenient locations: one in Middletown, one in St. Matthews. The app is easy peasy lemon squeezy, and if you order a catering through that, you're gonna get so many Salsaritas bucks, you're gonna be swimming in queso, guacamole, fresh marinated meats, Salsaritas. It truly is the best of the best. Download the app, ordered it today. And make your post-Christmas living. I feel like uh as I said earlier, TJ, there's a lot of people who are gonna be kind of getting their lives back together after like two weeks of holidaying. There's probably people putting their holiday decorations up this weekend in a way. So like just just get a big old pile of salseritas to have around. Make make life easy for you.
2: Yum. When I was in line the other day, the person behind me was getting nachos and It was such a comically big plate of nachos. I was like, is that all just for this little old woman? Like, how is she going to eat all these? (laughs) uh, And I didn't see anybody else with her, so it must have been. But it was nachos piled high with all the Jacob Toppins.
1: Ah, I like what you said there. There's also something about Salseritas, too. When you get it to go, they never short you on chips. I got a place by my house that's a little bit, you know, it's a quicker stop when we're in a pinch. And they consistently short me on chips, and I just I'm gonna lose my mind one day. I'm gonna I'm gonna go postal. I don't blame you. That that's totally reasonable. That
2: is totally reasonable. Uh, we've got some totally reasonable texters on the Thornton's text line, and we're gonna read some before we finish hour number one, and then we will certainly get to more in hour
1: number two. Did we mark it off? We did mark it off. It's just a good high scroll up there. Um, While you look for the X, I will start it off by saying, I can't stand this thing where everything Cal says that someone likes or agrees with, they have to say, we've been asking for this for a while. The fans, especially the dumb ones on Twitter, do not know better than the coach on how to win basketball games, period. I mean, I'm not going to, like... Like, there's just a a gray area there, Texer. Like, I do think that there is... We have been asking him since last year that he needs to be more set heavy. He is being more set heavy now. And he's running a lot more stuff. Like that box set that he ran that was the lob the topping when LSU was going on a run. That's not that's not always been a John Calipari thing. Like let's draw up a very specific play to get a shot. That's something that fans were calling for and he started to do. So I do think there's some there's some give and take there.
2: I I, I mean With the exception of maybe his press conferences taking on a slightly like more positive tone over the last few weeks, I I more so agree with the texture than I do with you Roush because like you can, he's always ran plays. He's always ran sets. We just don't normally notice it. And then when things go bad, it's an easy kind of, you you need to do more. The offense is too stagnant. Not enough people are moving around. It's just kind of like an easy boogeyman to default to, but I, I can, I mean, every, you could, you could pick a college basketball season at Kentucky that John Calipari was the head coach, and I could pick out a like a specific player running a specific play to get open or hit a big shot that came off a set. But that being said, that's what a coach should do. It just some of the some of the stuff just gets overblown because people are critical of Calipari yeah. and they don't like really where the basketball program's at right now. Which I, I can I can understand that, but some of it does get overblown.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we're overly sensitive because Kentucky hasn't been winning games and we're taking things more seriously than we should. Um, and and I, I'm more so um, – the, the biggest thing we do agree on is, like, I can't take Calipari so literally in his postgame pressers. Like, like even though his words shouldn't matter, like, some of the stuff, um, a friend of mine pointed out that – you know, we kept Chris in because he was doing some good things, and then he pointed out his stat line. And it's like, okay, like, yes, Livingston did not play well, but, like, his overall point was that he wasn't going to take Livingston out. And I'm not going to get mad about that. Who that Cats fan tweets in and says, I'm
2: calling it first. Cal fed up with the fans, takes his ball, and his stellar recruiting class to Texas would be perfect after missing on top talent for the past three or four years that this class of fans have been clamoring for gets snatched from our grasp. Uh, would be very Kentucky fan esque, but who that cat fan, I hate to do this to you. You're not the first to call that. Well, I guess you may be going on the record, but I brought that up the day that the Chris beard stuff happened. I was like, uh, this could be a Texas is a spot that could meet John Calipari's financial demands and also give him the flexibility to kind of do whatever he wants recruiting wise with the nil money to match. It would be like, I, I, if you're worried about Calipari leaving, which I know a lot of fans aren't, the Texas job I think is as attractive of a job for him as any since he's been the UK head coach. Really, maybe any for him as a head coach since Kentucky or besides Kentucky. When Kentucky offered him at Memphis, he wasn't going to say no to that. Um, and I don't think I haven't been overly concerned about him leaving for any other college job since he's been at UK. But the, but who that cats fan? I, I agree with you where there is a path there. And if you missed the news yesterday, Texas officially parted ways with Chris Beard um, over the the allegations and Tex and, and, and Chris Beard's lawyer came out and said how disappointed they were. He also had a typo in the first sentence, which is oh, no.
1: uh, instead of saying
2: coach. He said couch. Uh, he said like something along the lines of it breaks. No wonder that
1: he's going to get fired for cause, right? It
2: it breaks our heart that he's not couching the team anymore, which is just like, oh my gosh. And the first sentence, listen, I make typos all the time happens all the time. I'm also not a really rich, fancy pants lawyer. That's releasing a statement. Um, that being said, Texas came out, they, they responded to that statement and basically like, we don't care if it was criminal or not criminal. What? we have learned throughout this process is disgusting and we don't want him to be our head coach which like good on texas for that i like that it didn't they didn't have to default to like hey uh, you know we like chris beard but we also can't have somebody that's being criminally charged for this so we're just gonna have to move on from it they just came out and they said we don't care if it's criminal or not criminal what we what we've learned throughout this he's got to go so texas will have an opening and it's as big as a job opening as it gets in college basketball with, but, like, three exceptions probably, four exceptions probably. Which
1: I think is just ludicrous because Texas has been to, uh, what, one Final Four in our lifetime? It's all about money, man. I know, which is just crazy. And uh, screw you, Texas. But we should talk <laughs> about some of the can- uh, candidates, though, because we, we're we're up against it. But, like, there there is a lot to kind of pick apart with this. Surprisingly, Newsy Thursday. Yeah, get your get your stonks
2: in. Buy your stonks for Rick Patino. He will not be at Iona next year. St. John's is gonna have an opening. Georgetown's gonna have an opening. We already know Texas will have an opening. It's a good time to be Rick Pitino. Hour one of Kentucky roll call coming to a close. Hour two coming up next, and where it's going to be very text heavy, but we'll continue to talk a little bit about the Cats' big road game down in Tuscaloosa, which really could do wonders for this basketball team if they could pull off a win. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: Have a good time And we gon' make you lose your mind Everybody just have a good time Party rock in the
0: house tonight Everybody just have a good time Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family
1: Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is.
1: With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro.
0: Welcome back. One final hour
2: of the work week. And then all of us will go to our other jobs. But at least in the radio world, one final hour. Of our work week, and then it's weekend time, baby. Scoots, did I ask you what you have planned for this weekend?
0: Uh, you did not, but kind of you to ask. I have a pretty low. Loaded... Uh, I'm
2: not. I'm not. I'm not asking. I just want to oh, know okay. if I had already got gotcha. uh, you. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on. No, I'm <laughs> kidding, Scoots. What you, you're uh you're gonna be in Shelby County?
0: I am gonna be in Shelby County tomorrow. Yes, so I've got two games the next couple days. I got one tonight, and then I've got one tomorrow, which tips off at two thirty in the afternoon which, talk about weird, the uh, high school basketball game tipping off in the afternoon. So that frees up my Saturday night. My grandparents are going out to the German-American club off popular level, so that's where I'm going to be tomorrow night. Really looking forward to that.
2: What's going on at the German-American club?
0: Uh, I think they're, they may be doing a beer garden. I've got to look what's going on. I, I actually just texted my grandma one day last week because I had saw a memory of me reaching out to her a couple of years ago, like, hey, when are we going to the German club? So I did that thing again, and I texted her. I was like, hey, can you just let me know anytime that you all are going? Because, as you know, I told you my New Year's resolution is spending more time with friends and family. So I want to get out there. I want to hang out with them. I want to, I want to see them more. So that, that's what I'm going to do tomorrow night.
2: Well, good on you, Scoots. Grandparents are treasures. It's great that you try to spend time with yours. They're not going to be around forever. They no, None of us will be, as a matter of fact, believe it or not uh, None of us will be Also, one little bone to pick with you I already mentioned uh, the IU game And how you said that Chris Murray You weren't worried about on Matt Dennison's show And then yeah. you went around on Spears' show And then you were like, yeah, I'm kind of worried about him But I think we'll be able to do enough Which one is it, pal?
0: I have to play both sides You know me, I'm a, I'm a notorious fence rider And that's what I try to do to my utmost ability Every single day
2: yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be consistent. <laughs> uh, this is hour number two of Kentucky roll call on Big X Sports Radio. We go ninety six point one FM, fourteen fifty AM, and the Thornton's text line is five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. You can listen to KRC wherever you get your podcast. Sometimes it doesn't get uploaded for a few hours. No fault of Scoots. Scoots does his job. He can't control what Apple and That's iTunes right. and all those places do. Uh, but it normally is almost always on SoundCloud. Just exclusively will be up there. If it even if it does take sl- longer on some other platforms, but most times Scoots it's it's ready within 20 minutes on all
0: platforms. Yeah, it should be. And if it's not, just reach out. We'll uh we'll see what we can do for you. By the way, I just te- checked my text messages between me and my grandma. Tomorrow at the German Club is the installation party. Basically, like uh, I guess where all the officers are named and and celebrated. But everything is free. Free food, free drinks. Come on.
2: And and just anybody can go?
0: I don't think so. I think it's members only. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, pal. So are you Uh, a member? I am a member, yeah.
1: Are you an officer?
0: I'm not an officer, nor will I be. No no politics for this guy.
1: Ooh, is there lots of political infighting?
0: Uh, No, but there's, I mean, there's, I just don't want to hold a public office. I don't want to be president. I don't want to be secretary. I don't want to be... My grandpa was actually my grandpa was actually president of the German club for years and years and years like most of my childhood but yeah I don't I don't want to try to fill his shoes
2: Are they going to name the new Fuhrer? Not sure. Scoots didn't get it. I don't
0: get no, it. Sure,
2: yeah, I don't get no, it. He sure didn't. Sure didn't. He sure <laughs> didn't. Uh, well good. I hope you have a great time. Have a lot of German beer and uh some some bratwurst for me, okay?
0: If there's one thing I can guarantee, lots of German beer.
1: That's what uh, we had for supper last night. Nice. A lot of of brats. Brats? Nice. Oh, yeah. Very good. Did you have any kraut? Duke ate like one and a half. We did not have any kraut, though. Mm -hmm. You missed out. Yeah, I Uh, just did uh, pickle relish instead.
2: I'm planning on being one of the dozens of people at the KFC Yum Center tomorrow.
1: Oh, who do the Cards uh, host in town? They host... Wake Forest and the Fighting Les Johns.
2: Les was sick. I hope he's feeling. Why are you going
0: better. exactly? Why? Yeah.
1: Free tickets. Well,
2: first, first off, I and like I enjoy seeing college basketball, um, and I don't get to go to nearly as many games, whether it's Bellarmine, U of UK, as I used to back in the heyday. Scoots, it was just like multiple games a week. I was living large. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but I still enjoy just seeing basketball in person, and it is a good opportunity to take Lucy to her first game. It's a three o'clock start, and obviously nobody's going to be there, so she'll have like some space to kind of run around and get to play, and uh, should be should be a good time. The only issue is, I guess I'm just going to have to be at like a bar watching the end of the UK game, and then just get into the UFL game a little bit later because UK yeah. plays at one. Which I've done that before at U of L. It's really no big issue, but uh,
1: Yeah, it I'll, shouldn't I'll, be. Just go to one of the places down the street, right? In 2014
2: a at a U of L game, Kentucky's Kentucky was playing at Florida on senior day, and U of L and the Yump Center, they have like forty five bars inside their arena. You can't go to like one concourse without seeing a different bar. And so I was watching the game. At the bar, I got into the Yump Center early, was watching the game at the bar. UK was getting killed, and then they kind of made a run, if you remember that game in 2014. And they showed a lot of flight against that Florida team that would go on to go to the Final Four. This is when
1: James Young uh, fell down in the conference tournament. I don't remember the regular season game as well.
2: So, Florida won at Rupp that year, Uh and then... And that one was kind of a close game, but Florida was clearly the better team. UK went down there on senior day to end the college basketball regular season, was down big, but then like for the first time in a long time, they showed some fight, and fans were kind of optimistic about, like, hey, that was good, more of that. And then they should have beaten them in the SEC championship game, and you're spot on. Young fell down. But you could kind of like build the progression of this team based on what they were doing against Florida throughout the season. And you were like, all right, maybe this team's ready to do a little something here. And sure enough, they were, and it turned out to be a really fun ride. Anyways, uh, a short story that I've turned long somehow. I was able to convince the bar in the Yum Center to not switch it over to like the UFL in-game feed and keep it on the U.K. game for That's me. It was like awesome. one of the coolest gestures that a stranger has done. I think maybe they were a Cats fan, too. But they were like, well, we can leave this one on for you. But the other ones have to go to the in-game feed of, like, intros and uh, tip-off and stuff like that. And I was like, you are the best. I gave him a big old tip and uh, was very happy. I don't know if I'll have the – well, actually, will anybody care in the Yum Center if I just say, hey, keep – maybe I can get the Jumbotron to stay on the Cats
1: game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet you could.
2: I don't think that's going to be impossible. So I'm excited for my weekend. And then, of course, the big Packers and Lions game on Sunday night, which.
1: Man, I, I would really hate gonna... having to wait around all day for that, though.
2: Oh, yeah, it's going to suck. And I just hate, you know, staying up late, especially on Sundays. Right. More than anything else. And, yes, 11 o'clock is late for me when you do a 7 a.m. radio show. Dude, that's you late for anybody over 30.
1: Like, you just I don't... need
2: to get as much sleep as you, you possibly can. But
1: yeah. um, when was the last time somebody said, man, I got too much sleep? <laughs>
2: I just am rooting for the Sea. Sorry, Liam Cohen, but I'm rooting for the Seahawks to beat the Rams, and that way the Lions will have nothing to play for.
1: Yeah, deal. but I I, I still herself. think that they'll. I I think you actually want them to have something to play for because they would turn that into their own personal playoff game. I would think like this is like foot Michigan Mega Bowl type territory where they would just go all out, and then you're really screwed.
2: That's a yeah. I I get that aspect of it. Like, hey, this is our Super Bowl now. We've got nothing else to give. But let's just keep these goobers in our division out of the playoffs. I could see that, but I'd still rather you know some of those. Like, if 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 Green Bay got up ten nothing and the Lions had nothing to play for, they could get into quit mode. Like, it's, yeah. it's time to head south and get to golfing.
1: We'll say though, at least their their offense does put up ball. Like that that is a fascinating game because. I do feel like the Lions are kind of all over the map as far – like they they just have such a high variance where they could – their offense could just go to banana land. Their defense is probably going to be bad no matter what. Um, But, hey, Josh Pascoe did have an awesome weekend last week, and he had a couple sacks. And Aiden Hutchinson, his numbers have been incredible as a rookie. Yeah, he had that really cool play
2: where he acted like he was out of bounds but just hung out on the sideline, and then he picked off uh, Fields – it was a good time. By the way, Ralph, so did you
0: hear the bad news regarding the
1: Steelers? No, well, lay it on me.
0: The Miami Dolphins ownership has came out and said that McDaniel's is and a couple other guys, maybe the GM as well. They are playing for their jobs on Sunday, so we need the Jets to beat the Dolphins. But those guys playing for their jobs, if they do not make the playoffs, all indications are they're going to be fired. So. Look for the Dolphins to be fired up. We really need them to lose.
1: That would be such a load of crap if, like, they were as fun and as good as you could ask for. But like, Tua's concussion stuff has been—I mean, they're, they're, they've had their quarterback maybe half the season, and Spready Bridgewater can only get you so far. So is he even? So who—who's going to be the Dolphins' quarterback? I think it's like a pain tolerance thing
2: for Teddy. He didn't have any breaks. Um, that's okay. le- at least the last I saw, but maybe there's a, a, a more fresh update that I have not seen. But okay. uh, So that's what has to happen for the Steelers. They have to win. And who do they play?
0: We play the Browns. So Steelers have to beat the Browns. Bills have to beat the Patriots. And the Jets sure have to beat not. the Dolphins.
2: Yeah, so the Jets-Dolphins yeah. is obviously the biggest yeah. the biggest hurdle there. And, yeah. and also,
1: you got to rely on the Jets to win a football game. Like, Yeesh. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be tough.
2: All right, let's head back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I need to scroll all the way back up because it refreshed to the bottom. Uh, If anybody has it where we need to be, just go ahead and let it rip.
1: Um, I do not yet, but I would just say shout-out to Brendan Bates and Kenneth Horsey coming back for another year. Huge, huge news for the Kentucky football team. Um, So what do you think
2: the projected offensive line is going to look like?
1: Cox at left tackle, Marquez Cox. Marcus Cox from Northern Illinois, Horsey back at his rifle spot at left guard. Eli Cox at center, either Jagger Burton or Tanner Bowles at right guard. And then right now it's Flax at right tackle. But I'd like to see them bring somebody in to compete with Jeremy Flax at right tackle. A lot of lot of a lot of Cox on the offensive line. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is like uh, it's it's good to just have him back at his the spot that he belongs in you You feel like the interior should be much better next year
2: it feels like the whole offense just is going to rely on the offensive line if that is if that's up to snuff then it should be a really really fun offense assuming Stoops lets his hair down if uh the offensive line struggles like it did past season then it's really anybody's guess
1: yeah and it it's probably going to be somewhere in between the two of the like you had one of the best offensive lines ever with a consensus all-american and a all-rookie center on there, Luke Fortner and Darren Kennard, like those dudes are studs. So uh, you're not going to be as good as you were two years ago, but you you should be infinitely better than you were this year um, as, as long as right tackle is doing their job. Uh, so like, there's a – moving in the right direction, I also think it 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 shouldn't be understated, the significance of Brendan Bates coming back, because I, first off, I thought he did – not I, I didn't know he could come back. Uh, that's another off-season thing that I just can't keep up with anymore. We've got six-year players announcing that they're going to the NFL draft, and that might be the oldest man thing. I I can't stand that. Ty Asian did it. Uh, DeAndre Square. It's like you you can't you have to go to the NFL draft. Like there's no other. You, that's what you're doing. Uh, but nevertheless, big to have Bates back just because you need blockers and you need bodies out there. I like they they might have had to go get somebody in the portal if Bates didn't come back. Um, that's a position where there's a lot of injuries. So having having Bates and Caddis makes me feel like okay, I feel good about this tight end position next fall. You're bringing in Kamari Anderson. You got Jordan Dingle. Like those are four seemingly quality pieces. So yes, uh, that 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 can't be understated as well.
2: That's a deep and talented tight end room, and that's what we like to see. A texture on the Thornton's text line says, "Why is the official account doing old takes exposed? I have no idea what that means."
1: Yeah, me neither. I, I had no idea what they were referring to.
2: Another texter said the spring golf scramble. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, unlikely. A texter says it's not just Reeves missing shots. He can't even get shots with flow of the offense. If we can be honest, it's just not working out with Reeves.
1: I I, I agree with that. Like we're it, it just feels everything just feels off right now, and it's not exactly ideal to try to get back in the flow of the offense at Alabama, but also the way that they play pushing up and down the court and shooting threes. Like I could see where Reeves gets some easy transition threes. If he can keep his cool and kind of, I, I, I don't know, play with a little composure on the road uh, when he hasn't shown a lot so far this year.
2: Yeah, I think a lot also is like both physically and mentally, Cal wants his players to be able to fight through defenses and fight through contact and people kind of holding and, and, and pushing and shoving. And I, I just feel like there's something with Reeves that Cal is not pleased with. Uh, and it's not just shot making or shot taking. It's more than just that. Uh, I don't know. But, it, you know, regardless, it does fall back on Cal. Some of this obviously Reeves just needs to get going. That's on him. You got to get going. But mm-hmm. where it falls back on Cal is like, why was this your shooting specialist transfer portal extraordinaire, and you're getting nothing out of him? And while we, I've been very critical of the four position, and of course now the four position is playing much better for UK. Now you can go back to saying like, all right, well if you had a if you had another wing that could go score. It take a lot of pressure off Wheeler. It take a lot of pressure off Wallace. It take pressure and make life easier for Oscar down in the post. Um, now that the four is holding its own, you can start looking more at the three position and saying, like, all right, now this is now this is the problem. But in a similar way that Toppin stepped up to make the four feel we us feel a lot better about con- contributing at that spot, somebody at the three needs to do it. And CJ's hurt, so not going to be him. Reeves, hopefully it can be you, but. Uh, right now, Cal's fine running Livingston and, and doing some other strategies and other methods. So, uh, it, it, yeah, I agree with you, Texter. Another Texter says, Oscar is, bad, is a bad defensive player, quite frankly. He's a Kentucky legend, but he's absolute food on defense.
1: There's a couple. I'll, I'll just get, because we have some similar takes coming in at the same time. If I was an opposing team, I'd put Oscar in the pick and roll every time. And another one says, it's a mystery while Timmy gets the calls, but Oscar doesn't.
2: I, I, I catch the sarcasm on that one, Texter. Yeah, on, yeah. It's a mystery there. Uh, Oscar is a bad defensive player. He tries hard. That's good. Uh, we talked about this off the air yesterday with intern Jacob and some of the folks at the studio. And he he's, he is. He's, he's not a great defensive player. Um, that being said, <laughs> he's the best rebounder in UK history. He's a really, really, really good offensive player. Uh, But he gives up a lot defensively, unfortunately.
1: What's weird is he can be really good at some things and really bad at others. um, Because a lot of it for him, I think, is just, it's all to do with his feet. And that's what makes him good at rebounding. He's a tree trunk that doesn't get pushed around. Well, his feet are a little slow, so it's hard for him to get in the right denial position in the post. But uh, we saw it last year, and we've seen even more this year, his shot blocking and his ability to just steal the ball has improved. So at least he's a high risk, you know, it's high risk, high reward, but you do get a little bit of that reward with him forcing turnovers and, uh, by blocking shots and stealing the basketball. And totally agree with that. Texer
2: saying, if I was an opposing team, I'd put him in the pick and roll yeah, every time. Yeah. And you're probably as intern Jacob pointed out very astutely, you're going to get him stuck on Brandon Miller tomorrow. And it's not going to be great mm-hmm. for UK. Yeah. So yeah. Cal figure out how to combat that. If you can, And a little analysis on Alabama, there's really no surprise with what they're going to do. They're going to shoot a ton of threes. They're going to put everybody out on the floor, and then they're going to cut you or take you off the dribble if they have a matchup there. For U.K. defense that I think has some quality defenders, and then I think they've also got some people that aren't great defenders, it's probably going to be a little chaotic. And the best thing for U.K.'s defense, I think, tomorrow— Make sure the offense is clicking. Make sure you can go get your points on Alabama. Uh, this is a better Nate Oates defensive team than I think maybe he's ever had at Alabama. And I don't know if the numbers uh-huh. back that up or not. But that being said, I'll investigate. That being said, they're going to try. The, the sad thing is, is like back in the day, if a team wanted to try to play fast with Kentucky, then you may as well wear black to your own funeral. But now it's almost like, oh no, if Alabama tries to speed things up like Missouri did, can the Cats even keep up? especially with Cal going to a shorter bench. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game. I, I think um, my tone kind of tells you how I think it's going to go, but it's a tough matchup. It's a tough game. Alabama's a really good team. Let's remember that. That could be a, They could be a Final Four team. Uh, and if Kentucky loses, Roush, it's going to be this weird scenario where all of UK's losses are not bad. Like, they won't have a bad loss on the schedule. Yeah,
1: it, you, you're not getting blown out by NC State. Sort I of think
2: deal. four of their five losses will be against top 20 teams.
1: Yeah, uh, Alabama currently. I mean, just looking at Kim Palm, their twelfth defensive efficiency. But if you look at the um, the power rating stuff, Alabama, um, UCLA's fourth, Alabama's eighth. Yeah, like uh, Gonzaga's fourteenth. What's the other loss?
2: Missouri and then Michigan State's actually the worst loss of the year, but that's the one that was probably the most inexcusable loss so far for UK. Like You can make a case that UCLA was better on that day, that Gonzaga was certainly better on that day. Missouri was probably going to beat most teams in the country with the way they played UK that day. Uh, the Michigan State one is probably UK's worst loss from a numbers standpoint and also just from a resume and eye test standpoint. And, and they should have won. They, they totally blew that game, unfortunately.
1: Yep, yep. That was a real disappointment. Kim Palm-Colin for a six-point spread in this Alabama Kentucky yeah. game. 78-72 protected score.
2: That sounds about right. But, UK, go out there and find a way to win. Uh, there are times Wallace looks a little unsure as a primary ball handler, had to, that bad turnover up top, need to figure that out. I agree with you, Texter. Sometimes he just looks a little shaky, like he doesn't want to have the ball in his hands having to initiate offense. And that is surprising to me. And then you'll see him where he took he got that guy on his hip and then just blew right by him and was able to finish with a layup. Maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe he'll get there. But UK will need him to be able to create with the ball in his hands. Right now, most of his damage is done as a catch and shooter, which I would not have anticipated at the beginning of the year. But that's why they play the games. We figure this stuff out as we go.
1: Yep, that's why you. Uh, and it, it sadly it is figuring it out. I'm really curious to see how. They'll handle this environment because I know it's not the first true road environment, but you would think they'd get up a little bit more than they did for Missouri. I would hope so. I at least hope so. Yeah, Yeah, Uh I would
2: hope so, too. And it'll be a good atmosphere. A texter says, I think we'll see more rotation over the next couple games. I think Cal knew how important it was to win last night. Uh, gosh, this shows how far behind we are on the text line. Collins was great at Alabama last year. I think they're going to throw – I I kind of agree with this texter. I, I still think the rotation will be tight, but I think you'll see more Collins. I think you'll see more Reeves. Uh, who else am I missing off the bench? If Lance Ware's healthy, he'll definitely give him some run.
1: Yeah, but- and, and here's the thing too is I've always thought giving a ton of minutes – two bench players isn't as significant as just giving the first guys quick breaks because a lot of it is all you need is just to catch your wind and get a drink of water and mm-hmm. you're fine. You know, you don't need to just like sit for five minutes to be able to be fully rejuvenated to be at a hundred percent.
2: I think Collins has shown some nice spurts uh, and he, he does bring something a little different for you defensively with his length he will be somebody that I think should get a fair shake tomorrow, and I would almost guarantee you, Cal will give him that opportunity. Now, once he's out there, he needs to not poo the bed, and he needs to go take care of business. Uh, hopefully, he'll be up for the challenge. But Collins is a fun piece that, you know, could he, different scenarios, obviously, not, not apples to apples, but could he have, like, a Marcus Lee, like, impact on this team at some point in the season where he's kind of a hustle energy shot blocking guy and, and kind of changes the trajectory of how the defense plays collins provides something interesting one of these days he's going to hit one of those 18 footers i promise you he can hit him he's open all the time on him he just hasn't seen it go in yet this season but he can make that shot at one point it's going to go in for him i believe
1: another texture on oh, the Thornton's text on says, no one ever talks about instances where we properly close out games or extend leads when we slow it down late. Kind of like the timeout, no timeout thing. I think I think we do. Well, it doesn't um, really happen. I mean,
2: it hasn't really happened. It hasn't happened much.
1: this year. Right. Yeah, and I mean, even when they closed out the game, they did it in a clunky fashion. They made their shots, but they kind of just jacked up a couple. Sh- you know what I mean? Like it wasn't it wasn't pretty, uh, but they did get it. Yeah,
2: uh, Texer says, Jimmy Dykes talked a lot yesterday about Kentucky being the most overanalyzed team in college basketball, and there's a lot of truth to that. For all the complaining about the offense, we're currently 15th in efficiency, 46 on defense. Uh, yeah, I mean, the numbers don't generally match how whiny some people in the fan base can be. That being said, 46 defensively has got to get better. 15th offensively at this point in the season's fine. That's enough to do damage in March. 46 on defense got to get better, though. And it really starts with everybody.
1: Well, in in I think 15th in efficiency is all of the games. The games against Power 5, Kentucky, or y- y- there was that stat for a while, they were shooting like 30% or worse from three in those games against power opponents. Like, they, they've they just played poorly against the good teams, and that was people's gray.
2: A texter says, RIP intern Jacob. Yeah, it's, it's been a t- guy comes back with a big smile on his face, college grad, and then he – who's Rich Brooks and it all just came crashing just down
1: step stepped right in it mm-hmm. uh, the 20
2: paper 22
1: 23 cats the deliberates
2: we could probably do better but we'll figure but, that out as the yeah. season goes on
1: that's the word of the day though so yeah, intern
2: Jacob just give me two laps bud you're not a true Kentucky fan I'm ashamed and embarrassed for you pal it got uglier off the air unfortunately for intern Jacob I asked him you do know who Andre Woodson was right
1: and see uh, he that did that, That's the part that I just don't get because, like, I know that you and I are probably a little unusual in our fandom, but, like, I used to just, like, read the, the Cat's Paws yearbooks for, like, the old records and go through old games. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that he would at least look up whenever I'm posting, Um, you know, great – the all the times Kentucky's beat number one. You aren't just watching some old YouTube highlights? I I know that it's a little bit different nowadays, but sheesh And Intern Jacob
2: is a great kid. We love him, and we love giving him a hard time. But our intro has the Stevie Got Loose play, and he didn't know what yeah. that was. Ah, oh, just a kid. A texter says, Duke lost NC State 64 to. 84 to 60. When do the When do the John Shire runs an archaic offense articles start to get published? Great point, oh, Texture.
1: Great, great point. Yeah. So not only has he
2: disrespected a legend, he's all he also has a drinking problem. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Regarding intern Jacob, does Jacob know who John Madden is? Oh God, the NBA says one texture. Another texture says, "Good to hear the sleepy teenager back on the air." Now, we don't know what he's up to today. A texter says, good morning, TJ. How can KRC in good faith have a Kentucky football bandwagon fan help host the show? Hey, he's the intern of the show. Hey, Jacob, do you know who Adolph Ruff or Bear Bryant is? How about Tim Couch? It's wild to learn Kentucky football has been around longer than 2012, isn't it? TJ, what's your thoughts on Thiero not playing Tuesday? I understand shortening the rotation, and that's fine, but Wheeler can't play as much as he has been. Thiero at least hustles and plays good defense. Okay, have a great day. Good luck with your sell with your today. I'm not Don't sell houses. Suck it UofL and suck it Louisville Roush. Doug Shouse can suck it more. Uh, I, I think the arrow should get minutes each and every game. I don't think it needs, you know, I'm not saying it has to be 20 minutes or anything like that, but I think he should at least get some exactly what Roush said. Hey, Wheeler, take, take two minutes until this TV timeout, get your breath back. Cause we need you to play at a highest level. The arrow go in there or yeah. the arrow, go get Wallace Wallace, catch a breather before this TV timeout. The arrow needs to be out there. But what, first off he tries on defense, he's long, he can move laterally pretty well. And he also will knock down open shots, and he's not afraid to take them. So he needs to get some more minutes. I agree with this texture, or I, I guess the texture's not necessarily saying he should, but I, I agree that it should be brought up, and he needs to play more. am not saying anything significant, but he needs to be somebody that goes give somebody a break.
1: And some, I am surprised. Oh, go ahead. I was just going
0: to say, some people are saying that he actually just grew another five inches. Hmm. <laughs> so get him out there.
1: I, I'm surprised yeah. that we haven't gotten more or less wheeler there, there was more. a time where I thought that we would get the the minutes would cut down to i mean at least 30 or below and instead it's he's at, he's still like 37 38 and I mean when you're running around that much you're just your production is going to, to sink
2: yeah and part of it is just like well you know in terms of as the other person pointed out the other texter pointed out, Wallace as a primary ball handler hasn't been totally smooth. I think he's good enough to get to, to be able, it's like, you know, similar to like a Duran lamb to some degree, you, you could get away with it for extended periods of time, but I also noticed a little bit of like the senior loyalty leadership, Cal Wheeler thing. Do you get that from Cal? Like, Hey, this yeah. is my guy. I've hitched my mm-hmm. wagon to him and I ain't abandoned him. Yeah, which, which granted, I don't think he should like I, I'm not we're, we're not saying that wheeler shouldn't play or I'm not saying that at least we're just saying that like instead of 40 minutes, maybe get that down to 34, 35 to make him yeah. better and to make the team better. You know, we're not saying it because we don't think he's good I, or at least I'm not. I, I shouldn't put words in anybody else's mouth. Just speak for myself. Uh, not. I just think he will be better the fresher he is. I don't think it's even a hot take. Last text and then we'll hit our last break. I've been out. For A while, so sorry for the old news, but Roush, I went to that Titans Cowboys game. You were right, it cost a fortune. Also, it was awesome. Too bad you couldn't swap it for the bowl game. Yeah, geez.
1: Mm, yeah, did you think it about still covering it? It wasn't even for like, a an awesome game. Um, but say it again. Sorry, did,
2: did you think about covering the Cowboys Titans game at all?
1: No, no,
2: you didn't care that you just, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Some people like love covering games just to be there for it, but I'd rather just like have fun with friends and watch it somewhere else with
1: them, you know? Yeah. We we hopped around like four or five bars that night. Had a good yeah. time chatting and with
2: you. Then you missed the show on Friday. All right. We'll be back. One final segment <laughs> of Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, I said we were going to get through the text line and I don't think we are. But hey, we'll try. We'll be right back. This is KRC on Big X.
1: Okay. I've been here all my life. Everybody
0: gets to know where everybody Down home, good old-fashioned people.
1: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Rausch. you say, you're unbelievable. Welcome back one final on Strike Nick. Kentucky Roll Call here on the radio no.
2: You'll be looking good this weekend in your polarized sunglasses from ShadyRays.com, a Kentucky company that has a lot going for it. Uh, They have replacement pair promise, so when you buy from Shady Rays, if something happens to your sunglasses, they break, or you need to replace them, or they're stolen, or you just want another pair, you pay a small processing fee, boom, you get your sunglasses back again. Trust me, go to ShadyRays.com, and you will fall in love with the style that best fits you they've got thousands of different types of sunglasses for each and every occasion. We've got podcast listeners all over the country. Shady Rays will ship all over the country. And maybe some people in warmer weather you're still getting to play golf and do fun things outside. They've got sunglasses for each and every outdoor activity or maybe you're somewhere listening somewhere where it is cold. You can get ski goggles there, snowboarding goggles, whatever you want if you're hitting the slopes. Shady Rays will have you covered, and we have you covered with a 25% off promo code Big X. You'll see it at checkout. It'll ask, do you have any promo codes? Would you like to save some money? You'll put in the Big X, 25% off. Each and every time you buy Shady Rays, they're helping feed hungry folks throughout America. So why not? Why wouldn't you buy some Shady Rays? Perfect for gifts. Perfect for birthdays. Uh, Roush, I don't know if you did, but when I went on my bachelor party, I got all my friends, like, all, all my bat all my groomsmen gifts perfect gift for that would be some shady Ray sunglasses by the way um i i was not familiar with shady rays at the time so i did not do that but if i could go back in time to 2018 i would uh shady rays there's who doesn't like a nice pair of sunglasses I, I
1: love a good pair of sunglasses love them from shady rays i do too
2: i love the thornton's text line and we're just going to try to keep ripping and rolling through it a texter says "P.S." P.S. Jimmy Dykes and Ravage suck, and they can suck it. Ravage loves to hype Kentucky opponents. Dykes didn't even have Oscar in his top three or four players of the year. How is that when Oscar yet again leads the country in rebounding? Get out of here with that nonsense. It is going to be interesting that if, like, Oscar puts up similar numbers to last year, how you wouldn't have him.
1: as like a finalist for an award or something. Yeah, It, it, it is bizarre, though, because people aren't going to, um, to care. You know, there's a, I mean, Lamar, the team wasn't as good that second year, but his numbers were kind of comparable to his Heisman year. But that's just how we think for defending players of the year. Like you, you have such a higher burden of proof to repeat and it's just, that that's why it's not going to, going to happen.
2: A texture says, John here. Good morning to everyone. The KRC crew always argues over which time of the year is the best, and usually the summer gets the least amount of votes because other than Justin, and I agree with Justin, individuals such as TJ and Nick like more sports options around fall, but don't worry, Justin, we may be getting some help in that department. Do you guys know about the sports slam ball? It is awesome. It's possibly coming back this summer. Will you guys be interested in watching? We'll got to go talk to you later, John. As a like twelve year old kid, I loved Slam Ball. Mm-hmm. We'd go to my friend's house and we'd stay up late and we'd watch Slam Ball. And I I had a I had a trampoline growing up and we'd go play in our trampoline and like make our own version of Slam Ball. Uh, loved it. I just I don't think it will probably I don't think I'll love it as much. But I'll I'll be willing to give it a try. I did not know it was coming back.
1: Uh, Yeah, but it still doesn't matter, John, because it's not like all of these sports that are new and coming back are fun for like a weekend. And then you don't make an appointment television like you will certainly kind of surround your January weekend around this weekend when you've got great sports happening at the same time. Um, John, I do love
2: your optimism, but I also don't think even if slam ball is kind of cool that it's going to like. Make up for the fall and spring and winter sports
0: And besides, John We don't need sports in the summertime Because it's that awesome already So
2: Yeah, who doesn't love sweating uh, Every inch oh, of their body And then just getting eaten a lot by Great
0: bugs. time,
1: great time Best time Everybody loves getting malaria Um, I, Before we get back to the Thorns text line big, uh, big shout out to Peyton Hillis um, Who I think I'm giving a shout-out to him because he apparently is doing better uh, and improving, but he actually had to get helicoptered off a beach in Pensacola, Florida, um, and was put in the ICU. His kid and uh, another family member were uh, pulled into a rip current. He went out there and saved him. And uh, when he returned, he he took on so much water that um, he had to get helicoptered out of there. He was in the ICU. Um, but he's improving. So shout out to the former Browns running back, the Arkansas great, um, for his heroics out in the ocean the other day. Awesome. Uh,
2: as a kid, I had to get saved from a riptide. They are incredibly scary and they're panic-inducing because you you just okay. I'll swim back to shore, but you can't get back to shore. Swim vertical. Swim diagonally. Swim diagonally. If you're ever stuck in a riptide. Don't just think like, okay, there's my lawn, there's my beach chair right there, I'm going to go right there. Just realize you're going to end up going way down the beach, but swim diagonally with the riptide, not against it, with it, and then you'll end up, you will get safe, but you will be very much further down the beach.
0: I've always heard swim parallel to the beach.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I guess vertically would be just going straight back to your lawn chair, but kind of go at an angle, like a 45-degree you know, angle.
1: Yeah, you just might have to do some walking.
2: Way to go, Peyton Hillis. Yep. Uh, Texter says, friendly reminder, Bryce Hopkins dropped 27 points on the number four team in the country. Yep, we talked about Ooh, it. Not just around long. the same time, Rinya and Burhalter have been playing on teams together since they were kids. Wives played together at UNC, too. Oh, wow. Oh,
1: wow, I didn't realize that.
2: I, too, didn't realize that. That is oh, That is wild. Uh, what saying, a don't, rivalry! Don't want to bring up some old dirt, but in 2003, Roush violently dunked a girl in his above-ground pool. Whoa, Roush! That was after the chicken fight incident.
1: Oh man, I'm I was I very good
2: big, at. I bet you were a big chicken fight like promoter.
1: Re, well, no, I, I'm probably the best skill that I've ever had in my entire life is pool wrestling. Like I'm very good at dunking others and not getting dunked. That was like the one thing I dominated my friend group in where sometimes they'd get me in like some other events, but even uh, at a bachelor party recently, uh, one of my stronger muscle men guys, he was, he thought he'd be Billy badass and try to get me. And I still took his ass to, to grass. So that, that that's one of my greater talents and the old man still got it. You and Brooke
2: may be the most dominant chicken fighting team in the
1: country. The problem is though, is we're so far out of water. Like I really need uh, a, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's it's it's, it's such a funny visual. Yeah, like you, I need to have like a very small person because I'm already out of the water a lot, right? So you need to be kind of in the water for chicken. So there, it probably wouldn't be as good because we might get a little too top heavy. Um, but nevertheless, I'm one of those two. Like I'll I'll swallow water before I start before I I let go. Like I'll, I'll find a way to stand up. It doesn't matter how long I'm down there.
2: I think we need. Scoots on Brooke's shoulder for a fair chicken fight.
0: <laughs> I don't think she can lift me.
2: <laughs> I bet she probably could. Oh, I'm Touchy heavier says. than I look.
1: <laughs> In 2018, TJ struck someone with his appraisal tape measure. Cancel it. Oh, <laughs> who, wins, who wins chicken
2: fight? Scoots on Brooke's shoulder or Duke on Roush's shoulder?
0: <laughs> I'm going Duke and Roush.
2: Rash would sweep the leg on his wife and you all would go down in a hurry like
1: that. <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah, you see you know the trick and the best is not to sweep it it's to hook it
2: oh the old yeah. hook
1: yeah, yeah. You, you, you kind of wrap around and hook because then they go backwards and they they really throw it off guard
2: you're a veteran you're a pro a texture says also, TJ, what's your wife's outlook on private private for? Oh no, hold on, sorry, I skipped one. What your old, What is your old favorite ending song at Mass? Plumley bro, we already did the Mass songs. We can't. This we're not doing it again. We already did it. Also, yeah. Plumley bro, did I see correctly that like Trinity beat Highlands by eighty points?
1: Oh, uh, probably.
2: Um, a texter says, what's your wife's outlook on private versus public schools? Considering she was, she went to mail. Some people have this stigma that private schools that went to JCPS. Yeah. She like, she has grown more open to it yearly. But when we first met, she was like, no. Um, but she's more open to it too.
1: She she also went to mail when it was a much different school.
2: Yeah. And also like mail isn't your typical JCPS public school
1: that's true yeah,
2: yeah um there are there are some nice jcps public schools there are some that are are not um yeah but we have we have a little while before we More have my have that wife teaches
1: in public schools the less likely i am to send my kids there
2: <laughs> is that so yeah a texture says also T R uh that jacob guy is the absolute worst he literally plagiarized an article why bring him on anymore <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I thought they were going to bring up that uh, somebody else got once accused of plagiarizing uh, on this show. Who did? Scoots? No. You? You did. Your your, your Buck Ryan story. Oh, well, yeah. That
2: Yes and no. That, that was a group project that he told us we could work on as a group. And then he was like, your all's answers are pretty similar. And we were like, yeah, because you told this us we could work together on it. So it wasn't necessarily so much plagiarizing as maybe cheating, but um, regardless, Buck Ryan, what a goober! A texture says uh, what I will say about Bobby is his best years as a head coach. Jeff was his OC.
1: Yep, that's true. That's another
0: true.
2: another texture says next year more than any cow will need a couple grown men transfers to fill out the roster. Re Travis type, maybe not at his position, but just as an example, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. You'll have to get you have to bring in like somebody that is Tyler Euless-like leader. Again, not necessarily at that position. We'll have to see how the roster shakes out and kind of where a hole is. But you will need somebody that is
1: Mr. Leader. Which, by the way, did you uh, – we didn't get back to it with all the Chris Beard talk, but did you see Did you see the poll on House of Blue? Uh, yes. That asked, uh, would you be mad if Cal just w- left? For Texas this year,
2: House of Blue, it's growing like a virus. The Cal hate it really was like a year ago, two years ago, like four or five people that just wouldn't shut up about it. But that's it's grown. I mean, it certainly has grown. People that have Cal fatigue. I don't want Cal to leave because I want the recruiting class. That being said, if he does, Kentucky will be fine. I, I don't, I'm not somebody that thinks that like the program will fall into Bolivia if he were to leave. Uh, I do think that you'd have to get the right guy that could make UK competitive for next season, and they'd really have to work the transfer portal well because you would lose that entire recruiting class except for Reed Shepard. I'm I'm convinced of it.
1: The um, the names that are involved in this coaching search, though, are fascinating. Uh, Musselman is obviously one because Texas and Arkansas pretty close to one another. Um, and then... Um, the Patino angle of it, you brought up, you had a poll on, would it be Texas? Would it be St. John's? I think that Georgetown, if they end up getting rid of him, that would be awfully attractive Patino and actually could work pretty well because Texas, he's 70 years old. I, I could see Georgetown, him doing like five a five-year run at Georgetown and getting them back to being respectable in the Big East.
2: The thing is I just don't know why like the Georgetown job would be a better gig for him than St. John's. Now maybe like Georgetown could pay a lot more and there's your answer right there or maybe Georgetown somehow has like a better NIL setup well, than St. John's. But like St. St. John's is his hometown. Yeah,
1: Georgetown just has the gravitas, I think.
2: But so what? Like it's obviously hasn't been around for 20 years. Like, you know, like and true, also true. he's turned Iona into a place where like if I see Iona on TV, which is rare, it doesn't happen a lot, I'll turn him on. Uh I think he'd be more willing to take the St. John job than Georgetown, but yeah. I, I seem to be in the minority there.
1: That is, at least there's convenience there, but it's just Georgetown New has. New York. Right, right, right. I need Pitino back in a big job, though. Like, I, I, need, well, to, I, I need it to happen this offseason. Wait about
2: three more months, buddy, and it will 100% happen. I will eat a sock if it doesn't. To go along with your lively point, you see top 10 guys occasionally not work out, but you also see guys ranked in the 50s and 60s have great freshman seasons. Bryce Sinzabaugh and Jet Howard would be examples this year, both lottery picks probably. Yeah, you you do see that. I mean, people, that happens pretty much every year. Jet Howard is so fun to watch. Scoots um, In the Big Ten, I'm sure you've seen him. He's got as quick as release of anybody I can remember in college basketball.
0: I was actually just looking up, where does he play? Michigan. Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he's uh, Go gotcha. to Howard's Sam.
1: kid. Gotcha. But Bryce Sinsabaugh is just not a real human. You made that name up, Texture.
0: PJ vibes
2: with Bryce Hopkins. I agree, but uh, Bryce is better at putting it on the floor, and PJ was probably a better shooter. Would be the difference there. But similar body types, both physical. Uh, I totally agree with that text turns out Syracuse zone is less effective when you have six foot white guys on the top instead of Michael Carter Williams. Oh man. You want to UK fans that have fatigue about Calipari. Just imagine man, being a Syracuse fan. I Holy can't, I, I,
1: I, I do not know why Jim Beheim just didn't leave with his kids last year. That,
2: is, how is he not even having, is he even having fun? Like they're not good. They're just, not going to be good.
1: This is just what he does every year. He doesn't know how to live life anywhere else.
2: The clock stuff at the end of the game was just clearly McMahon trying to ice our shooters, and the refs bought it both times. Yeah, there's games and shit that goes into it, but the refs just need to be like, no, we're trusting the clock operator here. Uh, Texter says, a lot of shade for the sack pack lately. We love to talk about sack not responding to text messages, but not about TJ and Nick ignoring our tailgate invites. Can't wait to hear the spin on this one about how they had job and family obligations (laughs) anyways intern jacob and i will hash this out over some beers on tuesday after the hoops game and that's from the sack pack uh sack how dare you i met up with you all it wasn't at the tailgate but i met up with you all in stadium and entertained your drunk asses for a little bit and you're gonna throw me in here with roush shame on you Mm. it's crazy what some folks can interpret as as a shot at the fans like cal says Hit a dog, it will holler. I agree with that text. Bullet Beast Dinner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh Bullety's Beast wants to take us out to dinner, Roush. He wants to take us to a nice steak dinner. He told me the place. I don't want to give him a free shout out, but it's a nice steak dinner, but he wants to go you, me, him.
1: T X R H? No me. Uh, that's, that's, what the hell? Real nice
0: place.
2: He did not say you, Scoots. Uh, I like you
0: bullet beat beast, but not anymore. Suck it, pal. Maybe,
2: maybe you all can maybe you all can work that out. Unbelievable. Um that being said, you in Roush?
1: Uh, sure. Do you think it's weird? We, we gotta find the right day and stuff, but yeah, I'm down.
2: Okay, uh, we'll just have a little date between us three at nice, romantic steak dinner. The Vince Marrow to Texas rumors are very real. I'm told. Love it. <laughs> uh, I think back to oh, also Michigan football is having some like NCAA troubles and stuff. Oh, that's Football's yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, I guess be on the lookout for like who Michigan would hire. I'm but also, sure.
1: who where is Harbaugh, which NFL job is he going to take? That's true,
2: know. too. Uh, let's start the Brom to Michigan rumors. I think back to when Louisville folks said Carrington Valentine would be transferring to UL and he responded with a pick of L's down. I no, that was good. Jimmy D was pointing out offensive sets because our Goober fan base thinks we've never ran a play before. Yeah, I mean there there is too much criticism on that. Ah, we're not going to finish this. Hey, fellas, Brad from Belbrook here. Yesterday marked 15 years since Louisville has beaten Kentucky at Rupp Arena, and we've gotten very critical of Cal over the last few years, and deservingly so. But one thing must we always be appreciative of is his dominance over the Cardinals. That is wild to not win at your rivals' gym for 15 years. I mean, that is just that will never happen again. I think in the in this rivalry, whenever Louisville does finally win at Rupp, whatever that time frame is, probably 17, 19, however many years it is. You'll never have a stretch that long again in this right. rivalry of not winning in your opponent's gym. Pretty also, crazy. TJ, is your wife's out? Okay, we got that uh, yeah. one. I'm Some worried re- no matter repeat. what Kentucky football will get outbid by other programs because they always have deeper pockets with many more rich donors. Really hoping I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's that that will happen. You That will happen from time to time.
1: I, I still think that uh, Rodgers had a very competitive deal, so I think more of it was – I I think there's more to it than just being outbid. You know?
2: Mm-hmm. Scoots, you would would you marry 100% marry a chick if she's 19 and she came from a rich family? We can't do that one <laughs> uh, We're just not going to finish it, folks I'm so sorry I thought we may have a chance at it But, Scoots, would you marry a 19-year-old if she came from an extremely rich family?
0: It depended on the situation
2: Okay, predictions for UK-Alabama I will take Alabama Oh,
0: by. wow, you're in first? Huh Go ahead I'm, Oh, wow I'm taking Alabama by four 74 to 70 and give me i'm still gonna go oscar mvp
2: okay i will take alabama 76 to 66 10 point game but i do think it'll be kind of close uk will have their chances and i'll take brandon miller
1: oh man you jerk um alabama wins this one uh by six points they're just going right at the kimbom spread And I'm going to say that a player I've never heard of is going – Mark Sears is going to hit a bunch of threes. It's going to be annoying. Okay, I need a score, though, just so you know. Uh, Oh, okay. Um, 78-72. Oh, great score.
2: Okay. Uh, Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe. We'll be back on Monday to talk all about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin K.